show. Okay. Boom. So, Stephen, Steezy Stephen Sawyer in the house. Captain Kai, this is the lockdown, the first ever episode. And I'm quite stoked that our world champion longboarder, Stephen Sawyer, can be my first guest live from J-Bay. Steezy, how are you doing, bro? Hey, too lekker, bro. I'm kind of starting to go a little bit crazy the last three days. The waves have just been so good for logging. And uh, for three weeks, no surf. Yeah, it'll do you in, eh? <laughs> <laughs> now, we talk about the lockdown, obviously. I mean, it has been mental. Literally, we had one of the worst summers in Cape, because I also am based down the road in Cape St. Francis. Of course, as soon as lockdown started, it's just been pretty much endless, endless swell. One of the best runs of swell, I think, the Eastern Cape's seen in probably a decade or so. And you, you uh, absolutely have the points. So, I mean, you literally have to stare at it all day long. And right now, you're staring at it. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's better than TV. It's free TV. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it was good in the beginning. Obviously, watching it pumping, I was handling. But uh, after three weeks, and it's still pumping, I'm starting to lose my marbles slightly. But, uh, yeah, you know, I definitely wouldn't trade this great view for a brick wall. <laughs> why don't you um, why don't you show the viewers just quickly what you're looking at right now while you do this uh, podcast? <laughs> yeah, we got one times ugly castle in front, but ignore that. Just behind that, we got the pint. So uh, it looks like there's quite a bit of east in the swell today. But um, I actually spotted a shark out there about an hour ago. There's lots of fish. Checked some Garrick clapping the mullet, and um, today's actually been the most lively I've seen the ocean in terms of sea life. And um, yeah, I, I posted on my story, you'll be able to check. Kind of uh, did a sneak shot with the camera into the into the eyepiece of uh, a binocular, and um, yeah, you can totally check it happening, it's pretty cool. Wow, so it's not just the surfers, it's the fishermen going crazy today in Jabo as well. Now, obviously, like you said, you've been coping, you're with the family, you've uh, been watching the waves, you know. There was a bit of drama at the beginning of the whole lockdown, of course, because a certain American doctor decided to go surf it for the first day of lockdown. And then a couple of the, the local boys got caught and chucked in the chookie wagon as well. Um, other than that, I mean, have, it seems like the Bay sort of local community have, have really been like sticking to lockdown and trying to just all be in it together. Yeah, I guess none of us see ourselves above anyone else um, kind of in this together. You know, we definitely are making a huge sacrifice by not surfing something that's in our backyard. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's just seems sensible to go for a surf obviously because we're in the sun salt water you know you got your distance it being a selfish sport anyway you're not going to be sharing too much so but yeah i guess if surfers were to surf we'd just give the green light to anybody to do their own little thing you know the guys could cycle run swim paraglide do whatever you know so we're all in this together sacrificing something really small we're not really dodging bullets you know we just have to watch netflix and kind of deal with each other in the house and uh yeah so it's not as bad as it could be i mean yeah there's lots to catch up on 
it's actually good. I've I've been enjoying it slightly, I must say. But uh, with two more weeks to go, we'll see how the back half goes. <laughs> now, uh, we talk about the community coming together. Over the last few days, Dylan Lightfoot, yourself, a whole bunch of the pro-surf community from, from Jeffreys Bay. Um, Maddie McGillivray has been getting into it as well. I've seen on his IG. You guys have got a new project going called Feed J Bay. And obviously, with the, a lot of local surfers, especially younger surfers like, you know, the Faulkners, and uh, the Hendrixes all coming from Pelsey's Wrist and, and the local townships. It looks like uh, there's really some momentum behind the campaign and you guys have been raising some serious cash to go help feed people in the poorer areas of Jaiba. I can't believe how it just shut up overnight. So we started it night before last and um, woke up in the morning and there was already like 40K in the GoFundMe account. Woke up this morning and there's like 120K in the GoFundMe accounts. And um, so, yeah, we're going to be um, tracking where all the cash is going. We'll have photos of receipts. And um, we're actually busy planning right now. So we're going to try to do a weekly distribution with the food. So like weekly packages. <clears throat> and um, we're going to partner up with um, a restaurant in Jebe called Bay Pasta Co. They, they're becoming like a hub. So they've got a couple small independent um, people that are doing like their little charity thing. And um, that's going to be the main hub where we go and pack food and then go disperse it accordingly. So, um, yeah, we're just trying to see which of the boys are going to be doing packing and who's going to be doing the dispersing of the food. I know Lightfoot wants to stay at home because his dad's got a little bit of a sinus infection at the moment. So um, I think he wants to kind of just keep that there. And uh, which is a good idea, but um, I'm definitely itching to get out. So if I can walk around and go put some smiles on people's faces, I'm definitely going to do that. But uh, so yeah, we'll see. We're not 100% sure who's doing what yet, but you guys will see the progress and the process of it all. Um, if you just follow that page, yeah, we'll, we'll pretty much just be keeping everything up to date from that page. All right, and I'll uh, put uh, the link down below. Uh, for everyone to go and support that feed Bay. So the pro surfers putting not just uh, their money where their mouths are, but also helping out the local community. And like I said, a lot of surfers that you've grown up with and that doll and, and them have grown up surfing come from those areas. So there is always that connection, you know? So please uh, yeah. do check out that link. And then um, something else I want to chat to you about, obviously, I mean, you are a world champion longboarder and, um, you were traveling earlier this year, you were in Australia, and it must be kind of surreal just to go from that, like, all over the planet, traveling, traveling, to suddenly now you're locked, not just down in Jaba, you're locked in your home, and, like, it, it's got to be a little bit of, like, a shock to the system. Yeah, like I said, it was easy in the beginning, because it was new, but now that's, well, I believe it takes two, three weeks plus to form a habit. And uh, we've been locked in our house for three weeks now. So habits are starting to form of laziness, waking up a bit late, not doing anything. Like, I guess you can still do your training or whatever. I mean, habits are being formed nonetheless, you know. So I'm starting to go a little bit crazy. Don't tell anyone, but <laughs> Man, um, I don't know. I, who, who would have thought that we would be in a time like this right now? This is crazy. Um, well, it is, it is yeah, really surreal, yeah. you know, and um, 
I mean, I, I guess if we look at pro surfing from shortboard to longboard WSL, I mean, I'm a commentator. My life has been affected. All of the local contests either cancelled or postponed. The, you know, you look at the judges, the officials, the people who work behind the scenes, the media, you know. So a lot of people, not just the surfers, affected by the whole shutdown of pro surfing. What, what do you what do you think is going to be that that future? What what's going to happen with WSL's longboard and shortboard and big wave tours? Um, you know, do you, do you see it firing up this year again, or do you think maybe only next year? I think the shortboard tour will be um, postponed till next year. I'm pretty sure they'll cancel the year. I mean, from a handful or two amount of events to you know cutting that in half to crown a world champ that's going to be a bit unfair for previous world champs um and regarding with the longboarding we've had one event in the past to crown a champ when i won it was one event um we've had one event so far this year joel tudor won that and um i think yeah well it's it's hard to say because i know that new york has got like the highest number of cases in America and that's where one of the stops we're going to be. Jeez, this ocean's going crazy. I just see flipping, flippers and fish, everything. Um, so, yeah, I think they had New York on the maps. They had Trestles and Malibu on the maps um, for this year. So we could still do Trestles in Malibu or one or the, one or the other or Cardiff Reef, I think. Um, which is Joel's wave. And um, yeah, for us, I think we could possibly squeeze another event in. Um, just depends how far this this virus spreads, you know. If the guys can put a lid on it fairly quickly, I think we'll be traveling sooner than later. But um, yeah, I don't know. The shortboarding tour for me, I think, I, I think it makes sense to save a bit of bucks for 2020, put it all into 21 and um, go big, you know? Which is crazy for Italo to be current world champ for a year and a relaxed year. Pretty cool. Yeah. And Quinny now, as well. J Justin Quintel won last year. So now, um, I mean, obviously the competitive drive's still there. You want to get out there. You, you want to get another world title in longboarding? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I'm not, I'm not as... Um, I'm not as reliant on it to lift my spirits as I was before. Um, I definitely want to have more fun with life and around the things that surfing comes with, you know? So yeah, a hundred percent. I think I've got some of the ingredients to get another one. Um, it's not going to be do or die for me, but um, yeah, I would love to get another one. And yeah, just without all the pressure, you know, it's it definitely, it's, there's a lot of pressure around trying to stay focused and making that the epitome of your year, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. So, Steve, he's still hungry. He still wants to go out there and do it once we can. And obviously, none of us are going to know. So, Steve, I went out on Facebook about two hours ago. So, I, wasn't, I didn't even give people that much time to and i've got so many questions here from the fans so uh, we're gonna go <laughs> we're gonna go through a few so first off justine reed ask him how his sister danny sawyer is i miss my friends classic danny's doing good she's driving me crazy no i'm kidding <laughs> she's uh um, right she's the master chef in the family so she's been feeding us 
insane. Shaw yeah. Tom comes with a Shaw Tom comes with an interesting one. Will there ever be a boy born that can swim faster than a shark? <laughs> um, hmm. I think if Dylan Lightfoot had kids, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve Nilo, is that your real snore? And for the internationals, it's not in the moustache. That is, that's classic. He's been asking me ever since this thing grew on my face. He's like, is that thing real? Yes, 100% original. Original. All right, Darren Ball, tips on longboarding the point. Right time to hang, cut back, and bang. Go as fast as you can, and if something gets in your way, turn. And then... Um, Always stay high for a nose ride and don't go to the nose facing the beach. You'll either nose that or get pulled out the back. Those are my top three tips. All right. Carl Ulofio, of course, is one of your, your good mates and, and surfs there. Next like, door neighbor, pretty much. And your neighbor. He uh, is, uh, says, recount your most memorable gigs. So obviously, you are a musician as well. Your most memorable gig. My number one most memorable my memorable gig was probably Squaw Valley, Lake Tahoe. Um, that was for my 21st birthday. Um, I played at this Wanderlust Festival, and there was about eight and a half thousand people at the fest. So I had, I had this one stage. Uh, it was the second main stage during the day. I had about a 45-minute gap. And thousands of people came in and out, and it was just insane. The best view I've ever had on stage, and geez, it was an absolute magical day. I could definitely right. write a little short story on that day. Now, uh, Marishka Myers, another J Bay uh, log local, she says, Can you give us your top three tips for hanging 10? Top three tips for hanging 10. Um, Jeez, I don't know. It depends on the wave because the wave um, obviously depicts whether you're going to, and the section depicts whether you're going to hang 10 or not, you know? But um, yeah, I would say the number one thing is lose your speed. As soon as you're starting to gain speed again into a section, that's when you put all your weight on the nose and just rely on that tail to be holding that nose up in the section you know so the deeper you are in the pockets the more pressure you can put on the nose you'll be surprised you could hang 10 on an eight foot board through a radical section so yeah stay high and tight high and tight all right back to music nick christie says when can we expect a video collab with some francis rapper jimmy bones jimmy bones ah <laughs> oh, jimmy and i have tried to put a little thing together for a while but um i just i either keep forgetting when i go to st francis to bring my guitar or something happens but it's definitely a note to be put in the diary all right hopefully this 2020 yeah well there we go maybe we can do an online collab i know he's got his little hey, that's studio. definitely not impossible all right back to shortboarding uh kyle myers he says top tips for riding backhand barrels at super tubes Hey, high and tight, baby. <laughs> I'm natural, so, so that answer, one doesn't affect me. <laughs> yeah, well, well, for backhand, actually, at supers, 
Um, yeah, definitely, obviously, stay high and tight because it's quite an almond-shaped barrel. But um, I find that if you coming, if, if you see that you're coming out the barrel, like if you're coming towards the lip, and um, don't face the board straight, like in the line that you're kind of cruising in. You know, rather face it towards the beach because you can always come out that little doggy door. Super's the lip doesn't break too hard on you, so most of the time, even if you're a little too deep or if it's going to pinch on you or if you kind of feel the barrels wobbling a little bit just aim to the beach and just carry on going you'll squeeze out all right that's some good advice steve tennyson the tuner from belito uh when the wall gets really steep at supers and he's a goofy footer too that's why these questions are coming through what are your tips for getting in there for the hook it can be difficult on the backhand i like to try wash a bit of speed off on the bottom turn either then my bottom turn or come further out towards the beach a little bit before I, I clock it up. Um, to hit the lip going full speed at supers down the line is really hard to manage with the power and the speed that you get because you've got gravity and all that speed and momentum, you know. So I like to just kind of fade it a little bit towards the pocket or out towards the beach just to get a, slow down, some, uh, wash some speed off and then try to clap it as hard as you can. All that power off the back foot. That's what Michael Ginsberg always used to tell me. Power off the back foot, Stevie. All right. Back to uh, oh, a good question. Miles Gillum. What's it like having one of the best longboard shapers as a dad? And how much time are you spending in the bay with him? Oh, yeah. Jeez, it's been amazing being in the bay since I've known what surfing is, you know. Um, I really started getting a grip on actually the ideas that come with board building and crafts and all that stuff probably when i was 16 i really started getting into it and um obviously been working with my dad r&d on my board since i was 10 years old and um, he would shape a board just to go off the bottom off the top or to gain speed or to practice my lip line floaters or to practice barrel riding or you know so he would make specific boards for my steps of surfing along the way. So that was great. And um, yeah, now I know what I'm riding. And now I kind of have some ideas of what I would like to get and what feelings I'd like to get out of a board. And so yeah, the shaping is endless. You know, it's, no one really has the right and wrong answers for anything. So what goes for you might not go for me and vice versa. So yeah, always learning. It's great. All right, Will Smiley, this is a very interesting one. How many decibels does your loudest shout measure? And one wonders if it's because you shouted at him in the lineup at Supers. <laughs> Probably eight plus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Leslie Zonneken, another one on the shaping subject. What do you think? about the future of local shapers shaping small numbers and are you thinking of becoming a full-time shaper yourself one day um yeah what was that first part of the question again says what do you think about the future of local shapers especially those shapers shaping small numbers locally okay um yeah i think well i don't know i have some ideas in it but i, I don't have the answers um i think like handcrafted boards start to finish will never die you know that's always like a, a something that's it's the purest form of riding a board you know it's 
you can't you can't remake that board exactly from start to finish because everything will like you'll get a different piece of wood for the stringer you know there'll be different density foam most likely it's just it's almost impossible but with the machine obviously you can mimic boards um i don't know i think i think there's going to be a high demand for local small time shapers big time shapers whatever you want to call them just kind of the arts and craft of it won't die you know so that's the kind of route i would like to take that's the route i'm trying to take at the moment i haven't fiddled with machine shapes um it's just i'm not so good with computers and neither is my dad i kind of just inherited that from him and uh yeah i um it's definitely in the pipeline it's i, I don't think i'm going to do one Thing for the rest of my life i've got a few options and i like to just keep juggling with them all so uh, for sure i'm going to be shaping for a long time all right scotty turnbull the australian i'll leave it there because he commentates with nice. <laughs> but <laughs> he says yes scotty there, what's he got? <laughs> ask him if his game face when he is competing is any different than the chilled on land demeanor he portrays well, Scotty would know. He's seen me out in the lineup in a heat. Um, I don't know. Just depends where I'm at in the heat. If I'm in the top 50% or the bottom 50%, um, my smile might be wide or my smile might be very low. You never know. <laughs> but um, yeah, try keep it. I try keep a, a consistency within contests and competing and stuff. You know, no. Don't try spike too high or drop too low with emotions and that, you know, just try to keep everything plateaued. Now, uh, Liam Bulgin, he writes in, how deep is the spoon on your nose rider? Jeez. Uh, Probably like three sixteenths deep. Um, yeah, it's on my proper nose rider, not that deep, eh? Just because of the spoon, if you if you put a, a super deep concave in the nose and it hits a chop, it can react quite a lot and buck you off. Um, definitely yes. nice to play with deeper concaves just to see the reaction you get out of them, you know. But hey, shush. But um, yeah, on my on my legit nose rider, I haven't put it too deep, um, just because I don't want any sudden response, you know. I like to keep it a bit neutral. All right. Uh, Johnny Cohen, this is a cool one because, I mean, we were looking at having um, the Duct Tape Classic in South Africa this year, and obviously that's probably not going to happen now. But uh, Johnny Cohen asks, has your friendship with Joel Tudor played any role in the evolution of yourself as a surfer? For sure. I wouldn't say our friendship per se because I've obviously known of Joel for a lot longer than I've known Joel. And when I saw a video of him yonks ago, not too many yonks ago, because obviously it's, I've been surfing single fins more predominantly the last year or two years. Definitely had them in my quiver forever, but um, it's my go-to choice. You know, I, I haven't, I've ridden my high performance maybe a handful of times in the last year. And, um, but yeah, definitely just hanging out and chatting with him. He's, He's uh, he's a very interesting guy. He's awesome. 
he's super knowledgeable. He's like an encyclopedia himself. And um, yeah, he's definitely motivated me to to think out the box with certain things, you know. So um, I would say 100%, yeah. All right. And that answered a couple of other guys' questions. So if I don't get to your question, you know, I've got a lot here. and We have got a time sort of limit on this. Uh, Christian Breivik, who I met recently, how did he like surfing Lofoten Islands and how was he treated by the local girls? Uh, <laughs> classic Christian, what a legend. <laughs> Call him Mr. Frost. He is the life of the party, man. He is so funny. So um, I've been to Unstadt in Lofoten twice, Norway. And um, first time I was there for a month. Second time I was there for two months. Saw the Northern Lights, surfed epic waves there's a right-hander there that's like i don't even know how to explain it. it's like a flares bay mixed with bruce's sort of but it's pretty much just a running tunnel like a racetrack and um it's about the length of point i would say and um then there's a sick beach break that kind of reminds me a bit of a mixture of like a vic bay beachy but way better it's like actual peaks and then, so in this bay, there's a right-hander, a beachy, and then this long left-hand point break. And um, that left-hander I surfed once, quite fast. You need the right swell direction, but um, epic waves, man. Can't believe how sick that spot is. It's just rich with waves. Obviously, it still needs to be a bit more discovered. Um, and yeah, but I know Shannon Ainsley's working on figuring out what works when. So he's definitely the local to ask what's what that side. And uh, yeah, I definitely can't wait to go back there. Obviously, the girls did like you a lot as well. Uh, uh, yeah, the Norwegian chicks, they're beautiful. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Troy Wells, the Trompy. Who coined the Steezy nickname and is there a story behind it? <clears throat> It was actually Ken Benoit. Um, I don't remember how it exactly started, but uh, yeah, Ken Benoit started it sometime in Cape Town, I think 2012. And um, yeah, I don't know how it stuck, but uh, yeah, it's it was. I don't I don't think it's as sticky as it was back then. Um, I, don't, I think I've changed my name as many times as I've changed my underwear, but it's uh, <laughs> it's fine. Eh? It's uh, the name of the game. <laughs> All right, then Jean-Paul Detoy with uh, actually this is a very important question: Marmite or Bovril? Hey, Bovril, all the way. Yes, one for Team Bovril. That's go. a good one. I'm with <laughs> you on the Bovril. And then I think we'll finish off with Cara Sawyer. Mommy Sawyer. Hey, Mama Bev. Three things he has learned about his family during lockdown. Um, geez. Don't point any fingers. Um, <laughs> I think we're all in the same boat on things that we like to judge each other on. And we're like, oh, wait, that was actually me that did that too. Um, huh, three things, I don't know. That's definitely one main thing. Second thing is get along. And third thing is, um, I don't know. Do your I'm chores. busy figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all kind of in this together. And we, uh, we've got daily chores that we kind of rotate on. So it's, it's good. 
we've got a good system going. All right. So there you go. Those are uh, most of the questions, actually. We've got through almost all of them, and some of them kind of covered each other. So I think we're there. So to finish off, Steezy, um, you've got your, your guitar with you, and I thought it would be a nice way to end the first show for you just to jam a tune for all the peeps out there in lockdown. Shozies, yeah. Let's do that. Check the set, though. Cousin, it's firing. Check out Make me cry. You're gonna make me cry, bro. Seriously. Look, I'm gonna cry. Okay. I'm just gonna think where I can put this thing. Okay, hold up. He's making a plan. I'm making a plan, bro. Okay. Oh liking it production value on the show is really high tech <laughs> <laughs> the one time is lab here too oh nice it seems like Lab- labradors are the chosen dog of jobo for sure if you don't have a lab you're not from jobo you don't have your actual jobo-ness it just completes <laughs> the family you know all right, so here you go on the first ever episode of the lockdown. It's Steezy Sawyer live. This is actually a song that I learned on the first day of lockdown. I'm not going to do an original, I'll do a little cover for all you guys out there. Okay, a bit rusty, let's go again.
it's just been a privilege to to watch that whole journey, my friend. And thanks for being the first person on the podcast. Uh, it's it's been really rad having you on. Lucky man, thanks so much. Yeah, I dig it. I like talking nonsense and talking realizations and things and this is and that. It's really cool, man. Cheers. Awesome, CZ. So Stephen Sawyer, the yeah. first guest on the lockdown. Uh, one last message for everyone out there in lockdown. Hey, stay positive. I guess that's the only hope we've got, eh? Definitely going to get out of this. And, um, bro, that wave is going to feel so good when you get on just that first one. Just that one wave. <laughs> awesome. So there we go. That is the first episode of the lockdown with Captain Kai with Stephen Steezy Sawyer. Stay strong out there. Stay positive. A big thank you to Monster Energy for giving me some budget to do these podcasts. Obviously, uh, all the help appreciated. And a big shout out to Steezy and the Sawyer family. You guys, remember to go support Feed J Bay. I've got the link down below. And go and support the community of Jeffreys Bay if you can. From myself, Captain Kai, we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.